0: Blog Talk Radio on your face, big Disgrace waving your gun.
1: topic discussion tonight as big sarge and j5o tackle the tough issues that normal talk shows are afraid to please call into our show to discuss comment or debate any of the topics that we are discussing this is a two-hour show that will make you think keep your mind rolling and we might change a thought or two the topics are hot and the people are intelligent this is an adult show and not for the faint of heart they don't call this the warm room for nothing baby Please follow us on Blog Talk Radio or come by our Facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash warroom101. That again is facebook.com forward slash warroom101. We also have a Twitter page at the room 101 Also, you can follow us and hear us on American Patriot Radio at patriotic radio.com. That web address, again, is patriotic-radio.com, and they do have a chat room, ladies and gentlemen. They're doing some maintenance on the um, on the website right now. Uh, that'll be done here hopefully this week, and uh, things will get back to normal. So uh, just go ahead, and if you, if you pop into the chat room, either our chat room works tonight, it doesn't matter. But, uh, again, next week I'll probably be – pushing everyone towards, uh, the, uh, American Patriot radio chat room again, like we always did because, uh, within a month here, like we stated last show, uh, Jay and I will be on APR uh, permanently and we no longer will be on BTR. So look for, look forward to that here in the near future. So sit back, relax, and join us in the war room because politics will never be the same. Good to see the chat room filling up already with uh, guests and uh, regulars. Thanks, uh, ladies and gentlemen, for showing up. I'll go down the chat room here in just a few. Uh, I want to talk about our website, the Jay. Um, I'm rolling solo tonight. For those of you out there who don't know, uh, Jay had to take uh, uh, tonight off. Uh, he just got a son back. His son had a little bit of uh, uh, issues this week. And uh, a long story short, he's back in town. They got back tonight. But, uh, you know, he's got a bunch of family over And, uh, Jay, we wish you all well here uh, from the War Room and from American Patriot Radio. So we'll look forward to seeing you on here next week, my friend. All right. Um, Back to what I was talking about. If you visit us at at, uh, www.warroom101.com, that's the new website that uh, Jay built and put up. You know, uh, bear with us. Uh, It will – there will be be changes – every week as we upgrade and uh, put new things on the air. I think Joe's going to have his own little podcast coming out here pretty soon. It's going to be called uh, The Blue Line. Uh, So look forward to that. I got Sarge Says up on the website. So um, we are also on the website. If you go to the Sarge Says tab, um, I have a uh, a, a small podcast where I do like two to three minute rants about whatever I feel like during uh, that particular moment. And I have it up on um, YouTube right now as well. So we're trying to get our, our shit together here at the War Room um, as we make that transition over to APR. And the good thing about it is I talked my uh, beautiful wife um, into turning my uh, um, turning my garage, or at least half of it, because, you know, they got to keep the other half for sure, <laughs> into a a full-blown studio. So I've already started ordering equipment for that. And um, hopefully uh, here within the next month, not only will you see us on American Patriot Radio or hear us on American Patriot Radio, but we will also be live video broadcasting as well. And um, the great thing about that studio is I'm going to set it up where I can actually have uh, in-house guests and you'll be able to see them, you know, as well as hear them, but you'll be able to see them um, on the air as well. So I'm I'm planning on having a full setup studio here within, excuse me, within the next month month, month and a half. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. And like I said, a lot of great things coming up uh, here in the near future for the War Room. Uh, We're very happy that, uh, you know, we got this partnership with American Patriot Radio. And um, I, uh, like I said, um, once we make that full transition or a week before we make that full transition, we will let everybody know so our audience could follow us over there. And uh, you could also keep tabs on us in our facebook page so make sure that you uh uh, because we had some really great discussions on our facebook page some really heated debates and it's a great thing about our facebook page uh, because a lot of our discussions that take place during that week we usually will feature on our open topic here as well so uh, make sure you go to the facebook page become part of the conversation or some intelligent conversations going on between the left and right some heated discussions going on between the left and the right and uh but, like I said, it's the war room, so you're going to have that <laughs> all right, we do have a Kickstarter page. we haven't really launched it yet, but um we'll give you the specifics on that here pretty soon uh to find out a little bit about it we do have a we do have a um uh, up on the top of our uh, our website, you'll see that there's an actual thread for that, and you'll have to just click on that link and go to that if you want to find out more about it. But uh, that's uh, another work in progress. And like I said, a lot of great things coming up here for the war room. I mean, we're uh, we're definitely up in our game here every week. We're we seem to be getting progressively better, and uh, you know, it's thanks to the people that we have surrounding us. Um, it's thanks to the uh, folks. At American Patriot Radio, and it's definitely thanks to everybody out there that, that listens to us, because I'm telling you right now, you are what makes the War Room great. All right, uh, I can see the uh, call queues already starting to fill up here, which is good. That means it's going to be a good, easy night tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Um, like I said, I'm running solo, so if the show goes for two hours, it goes for two hours. A slotted for two hours. It doesn't necessarily mean the show will run for two hours, but we'll talk about a few subjects. Leave the door, uh, leave the uh, room or like I call it, I like to call it the floor, leave the floor open for discussion. And uh, hopefully, uh, those of you that are listening out there, if you want to call in and contribute to this to the discussion, the uh, number is uh, 929-477-1432. That number, again, is 929-477-1432. We had some trolls last week, so we'll see if we get them back in here this week. <laughs> uh, so uh, that was pretty fun, if you ask me. All right, um, Going down my my list here, Uh, like I said, uh, once we make that transition over to American Patriot Radio, they do have a chat room over there. And like I said, the chat room is being developed um, as we go. Uh, Their website and everything is being uh, upgraded. So once you go over to patriotic-radio.com, the only thing you will see right now is the chat room. And that's because they're doing maintenance and upgrading Uh, Their website. So, uh, like I said, pay attention. A lot of great things coming up here in the near future for the War Room and American Patriot Radio, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, like I said, join Jay and myself um, on our Facebook page and join in the conversation on the War Room. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Sarge Says. All right. This is a subject um, I don't want to say it gets to me as far as I'm a big history buff, ladies and gentlemen. And when I see things happen uh, throughout the United States that have to deal with history, um, it, it, it not only affects the the history of our country, but affects those folks like myself who who, uh, you know, who, who love to talk about who love to you know, my, my daughter asked me questions about American history. When she asks me questions about the Civil War, the Revolutionary War, the War of 1812, or she'll just ask me general questions about you know, how we became as a country, and she'll ask me political questions. It all has to do with the history of our country, and right now, from my personal opinion and from what I see, we are destroying our history. With the South Carolina legislator agreeing to the removal of the Confederate flag from statehouse grounds, the next battle looks like it's going to be over Confederate statues, as well as buildings, parks, schools, and military bases that have been named after Confederate soldiers. Some cities and institutions have responded to the concerns of those who view these monuments as distasteful symbols of discrimination and oppression. Now... Before we get into this, I want to make sure that I got my, uh, um, I got a good buddy of mine. Um, His name is uh, Zach. He's going to be uh, my uh, sitting co host tonight, my special co host tonight. Zach, is that you on the line there at 630?
2: Yes, it is, Sarge.
1: All right, excellent. Good to have you on, man. Thanks for helping me out tonight. I appreciate it.
2: You're welcome and thank you. No problem.
1: All right. So we're going to get down to the the nitty gritty here when we talk about this. you know, to me, and I'll, I'll – uh, well, the the queue's starting to fill up really, really good here, so this should be a really great conversation. Um, to me, I, I think that people are starting to forget what history really means to our country. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, what some of the Confederates did was right. Of course it wasn't right. You know, slavery is never right, and I I never – you know, I never – was a big supporter in slavery, nor would have I been during that time. Uh, Of course, who knows, you know, of course, I'm my my primarily my family was from uh, came over during World War One. So I probably wouldn't even have been influenced, even if I was alive during that time. However, you know, it is part of my country now. And I think that what they're doing is is way wrong. Uh, I don't think any of this stuff should be about slavery Or anything that supports slavery, because it's a part of our history. Um, There's a danger that we'll forget the connections of the past, racial crimes, you know, to current racial equality. And it's the truth. I mean, if we can't, if we can't look, what was that famous saying or that famous quote? If, uh, you know, we forget our history, we're doomed to repeat it i mean that that's uh that says a lot about that, and I would totally one hundred and ten percent agree with that uh, ladies and gentlemen because uh you know what the the it, it just seems that uh, we're putting ourselves further and further down the rabbit hole in the name of political correctness now uh ultimately in my in my in my opinion the removal of the monuments will uh you know pretty much quite literally um Erase an unsavory but important part of our nation's history, like I always say it's a it's a it's a very um, important part, and like I said, I don't support what the Stout's, uh the Stout, the Stout, <laughs> the South stood for in regards to slavery. However, if we ra- erase something from a part of our history, I believe we will lose our way as Americans, and who knows maybe we will be doomed to repeat ourselves um just recently, the Robert E. Lee statue was torn down in New Orleans. Now, before I get into the conversation here, I want to go ahead and because uh, uh, I because I was reading about this and doing research about this today, uh, actually all week. And uh, excuse me, one of the things that kept coming up from the from um, a lot of the folks that are that are supporting all these all. Uh, you know, tearing down the statues and renaming everything. They were they were saying uh, that Robert E. Lee was a racist, Robert E. Lee, uh, you know, uh, supported slave owners, uh, yada, yada, yada. So I got a little bit of a tidbit. I went and did my research on Robert E. Lee, even though I knew a lot about Robert E. Lee as a general and as a commander, I didn't know a lot about him as a, a person. So we'll get into the discussion here in a minute. I'll go down the call list here. But I'm going, to re- I'm going to read you a little bit about Robert E. Lee. He was married. Did you know Robert E. Lee was married to George Washington's granddaughter. He worked with Ulysses S. Grant during the Mexican American War and became a decorated war hero defending our country after the Civil War. General Lee spent several months at, ja- at, at Jackson Barracks to prevent the war from spreading to the city. He protected us and worked hard to keep uh, the city safe. And that was a uh, 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 down in New Orleans, when Robert E. Lee passed away in 1870, a former slave of his family did his eulogy. He said, I've never met a more noble man as Robert E. Lee, who released all his slaves more than eight years before the Civil War started. Now, word has it uh, that, well, not word, but the, the the research that I have conducted about this, uh, I think uh, he said uh anywhere between 85 uh, to 90% of his uh, uh, prior slaves that were on his plantation ended up staying and working and making a living wage off uh, from Robert E. Lee after after that, after he had released all, um, all his slaves. Um, shortly after his death in 1870, New Orleans Concerned Citizens formed the Robert E. Lee Monumental Foundation to honor all his earlier accomplishments – Robert E. Lee monumental Fund leader Charles E. Fenner appointed uh, Beauregard, uh, Brigadier General Beauregard as its first vice president. It took more than 14 years for the monument foundation to raise the $40,000 that it needed to erect the monument. In January of 1884, during the time when the yellow fever broke out, reconstruction, starvation, and depression, the 17-foot statue of Robert E. Lee was complete and sent from New York to New Orleans by a guy named Alexander Doyle. All right. It was unveiled on February 22, 1884, and became one of the new headline tourist attractions uh, of that era. Cotton Centennial World's Fair um, also featured uh, the statue of Robert E. Lee. During his life, Robert E. Lee believed slavery was the greatest evil of the country, and his wife broke the law by teaching slaves to read and write. After the Civil War, Robert E. Lee worked with President Andrew Johnson's program to reconstruct the United States and to reintegrate freed slaves back into society. The northern states and barracks at West Point honored him in 1962. So make no mistake, Robert E. Lee was a decorated hero. So after what happened here a few days ago, we would like to say Good night, Robert Lee. Thanks for looking over the city of New Orleans for hundred and thirty-three years. So, Rondo, uh, what do you think about all this uh, stuff uh, going on with, uh, um, with with tearing down the statues and, and getting rid of the names and, and, and the whole you know the whole Confederate thing as as a whole?
3: Well, I, you know, there, I re- recently read an article, I think it was in the Washington Times, where uh, it was the conservative there that was, he was for getting rid of it. He said that, uh, he used an example of the Czech Republic, and after they overthrew the communists, and now they removed all Stalin statues and all of that kind of stuff. But the main question I I have is, is you remove it to what purpose? Mm-hmm. To what, w- w- you know, it doesn't make the Civil War go away. It doesn't make right. slavery the fact that slavery goes. There. So why are we doing this? And right. I, I find that the, the only reason I could think of is, is it's it's pandering. It's for, this is supposed to, for some reason, to make black people feel better about themselves. That's the only thing I can think of.
1: And if and it is ex- if it, good. Right. No, no. Expand on that a little bit because you know it's funny that you that you mentioned that. Uh, because you know that's not the first time I heard that. You know, I've even heard somebody from the left say that.
3: Yeah, well, and, and that's supposed to be. But what is it going? To, how is it going to help black folks in the long run? That's what I can. I, and it, it's plain old pandering. It, it's 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 a gesture that that doesn't do anything at all in the mm-hmm. end.
1: Right. Right. And then now,
3: what about I, I, Go, Go no, and then there were blacks that were that were fought on the Confederate side. What about them? How do you how do you know?
1: You know, I I, I did I uh, I had asked that question in another show. I because I, I frequent some of the uh uh liberal shows that we have here um um on BTR and uh plus out out and about on a lot of the podcasts that are out there, they have call ins. And um, you know, I'll call in and I, I asked that question and uh the the answer that most uh, uh most of the folks that are you know i call them the politically correct faction uh say is that they were forced into doing that rondo
3: who forced them
1: right right they said that yeah, the, the, slave, the slave voters forced them he said that the slave voters at that time uh, forced those guys to fight for the confederacy
3: oh oh yeah well that's, in some cases that were true in some cases right. in some cases right. it wasn't Right. You know, I, I right. don't think we can delve into the individual minds of blacks and, and discount them. Some mm-hmm. of them felt that they were fighting for what you know they believed in their plantation. Okay, it may have been they may have had a skewed view of things, perhaps. But it, by right. this time, it was home to them. So
0: yeah, yeah. There's no, a, in yeah, fact, there's
3: a, there's a, if you ever get a chance to watch this movie, I believe Netflix had it on. It's called Ride with the Devil. And it has to do with uh, Confederate raiding parties. Um, There was there's one white guy who is writing, and it is this black guy who who was a slave with him, and has had went with him simply because that he had had grown up together.
1: Right, right. And and I think that's the
3: thing that. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: no, 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 go ahead, Rondo. You're you're on. Go.
3: No, I'm trying to say that you, you, there were many different types of relationships that happened, even though it was it was slavery, and I don't think mm-hmm. we can discount that. You know, the, the Confederates said that died—okay, maybe they were on the wrong cause, but they were Americans anyway. Right. You know? Yeah,
1: you're absolutely right. You know, uh, Doc makes a good uh, point in the in the uh, in the in the. Um, in the chat room he thinks it's Marxism And you know what that brings up a great point About that because there are some Marxist statues in the United States And I'm wondering why we don't tear them down You know
3: Well, Where are they at uh, Sarge
1: I, I don't know off the top of my head But I was reading uh, oh, I briefly. Okay. I briefly skimmed over that today um, and uh, I wish I would have kept that uh, and, and wrote that stuff down, but I definitely, I'll put that up on our Facebook page definitely this week. All right. Um, so, um, all right. Uh, thanks, Rhonda. We'll get back to you in just a second here. 11111, mm-hmm. I'm assuming that's you, Billy Montana. Calling in on Skype? No. No, unfortunately, I'm not. Uh, What's up? How you doing, man? <laughs> Welcome to the show. Welcome oh. back. Always good to hear from you. So what do you think about all yeah, this? Thanks,
4: man. I appreciate that. Well, I think I can give some levity to this situation, man. Uh, look, there's this idea that people say, oh, well, somebody's destroying history. No, history is not destroyed. History is either covered accurately or inaccurately. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. But when you talk about monuments, you're talking about a place of uh, prestige and showing uh, a kind of a devotion or you know praise for somebody or something so mm-hmm. if if we're talking about america the confederate army it, in a sense you know that's a traitorous act to declare war on the state so the idea that they should be celebrated or held up as a place uh that should be worshiped i i, I think is ridiculous so i think taking them down just removes that ideal that they should be placed in a place of uh I don't I don't know, praise. So, yeah, they're still in the history books, but you don't make a monument to them. So, I mean, that's it's kind of ridiculous to me. But as a PR move, it works well for the nation in that, okay, we're getting beyond things that have happened in the past. You see Germany tear down Nazi regalia, don't allow some of that stuff to be displayed. Why? Because it works well for Germany and moving past, uh, you know, that part of their history. And in America, it's the same thing. So, I mean, I, I don't understand the people who are so up in arms. Uh, about if, these things being taken down
3: But I, I'd like to also remind you That even though Germany has taken down All the Nazi regalia They still kept the concentration camps
4: Yeah, but, they, but what are they using for? To teach they're using they To explain to, the history
3: of their country That's what
4: they use. Exactly. for Exactly, but they don't hold up big monuments saying, no, they don't. Of, I agree like, This I is agree. something to be proud of And to I the agree. other point about uh, blacks in the Confederate Army The majority of them were smiths, millwrights ditch diggers, uh, that mm-hmm. type of thing. And, yes, That's you're talking true. about people in bondage. So the majority of these people were owned. Now, we also got to talk about how many actually fled the Confederate side and were kind of mm-hmm. bogging up the Union Army because they had so many slaves who had, who had ran away and were behind the lines. But now, okay, what do you do with them? So the, like, the whole ideal of black Confederate soldiers is kind of laughable. If you read the Confederate uh, you know, literature of that day, a big point of contention with them was if we arm these black uh, slaves, yeah, then everything yeah, I know, we believe man. in becomes untrue. So so the idea that they were arming them was no. There were 179,000 blacks who joined the Union Army and actually fought, I believe, 3,900 or somewhere around that era uh, area killed, a lot captured. But, yeah, the, the idea of black Confederate soldiers is really, really far-fetched and people who, who, who detail it. They don't go in depth enough to really
1: explain it. What about you, Zach?
2: You know, I think uh, all three of you have brought up great points, and I'll I'll uh, expand on one. You said, Sarge. Um, the take one reason it's taken down is to not is, is to clear offense to African Americans and other people as well. And I think it's an example of one of the problems we have, which is one way to say politically correct, or microaggression. You know, there's all this effort made to mm-hmm. not offend in the smallest amount anybody. And, you know, I th- I think that
0: it's, you know, it's, it's a
2: flight. Yeah, but I, I think I sometimes we criticize PC
4: when it doesn't apply. Like, look... If an Arab nation had a statue of uh, Osama bin Laden, we would look at that Arab nation like, oh, okay, that's who you guys want to celebrate? Like, we would take that in a different way. And I, I don't understand why we don't make that same type of coherence with the Confederacy. Remember, the Confederacy was dealing with South Africa, dealing with France for what? To try to disrupt and destroy the Union. They were going to Brazil trying to find products, trying to use find slaves. And trying to fund their, their war against the United States, pull up the articles of succession from each state, and they openly say why they were going to war, what they were trying to protect, and what this was about. So I, I think we, we need a more thorough reading of history, and then we'll, we'll like these conclusions will be a little easier to come to.
1: Well, Doc makes a good point in the chat room. He said the war had nothing to do with slavery at all. That didn't even come about until oh, the complete. end of no, the, till, the <laughs> now, now listen, no, let me finish. Not, I can't uh, even let
3: let
0: on that. He
1: said, "Till the end of the war, it came out." When, it, when, uh, when no, uh, the No, that's, that's, that's not about true at all. I, I just
4: gave you the articles of succession. You can read he's, each he's, state; he's, they openly say it.
1: But what I'm, what he's saying, and he's right about that. The, the, the whole point of. Uh, the war wasn't just about slavery, and it didn't come up. The whole point about slavery didn't come up till the war was almost over, uh, a year and a half of, before the uh, the war had ended. That's when uh, that's when uh, uh, um, Lincoln had started talking about uh, ending slavery and and doing this and doing that. So yeah, I mean, when it when it's really right, no, but
4: but, 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 but host, that's, that's not true. That, they it, stated it, it openly is. when the first shots were fired why they were going to war. The expansion of, of the United States, as we know it, the new states, the argument was, are we going to have more free states or more slave-holding states? Then you had the argument between the North and the South about the North not uh, acting on the fugitive slave law, not uh, sending back people who were who getting away or were considered property of someone else. Those, those were the, the contentions. And as far as Lincoln, the Emancipation Proclamation freed slaves in states where he had no control, and he didn't free them in, in states where he did have control. So the Emancipation Proclamation has kind of been a propaganda tool to kind of giantize Lincoln, but it didn't act in the function that we think it did, to where he signed it and the slaves were free. No, he did it to demoralize the, the Confederate uh, you know groups. He did it to try to cause dissension between them. But it wasn't mm-hmm. freeing the slaves.
1: Well, I mean, to go back to what I was saying before, and I, I agree with Doc with this because, uh, again, I was a history major for a while there. And, of course, you know, one of the subjects is always a civil war. You always go through it. He's right, though. You know, that part about slavery no. didn't come to, to the war was almost over. Yeah. And what most Can people don't forget – listen, what most people don't – what most people forget is – that uh, the slaves were freed when the North began to lose ground. That's when all the stuff yes. started coming out about freeing the slaves. Go ahead, Rondo.
3: No, I was just I was a part of this article that from the Root, and it says it states that neoconservative knowledge that the Confederacy legally prohibited slaves from fighting as soldiers into the last month of the war. But they argue that 10% of the Confederate States' 250,000 free blacks enlisted as soldiers and that thousands of loyal blacks fought alongside their masses, even though the Confederacy prohibited it.
4: Right. Now, right uh, <laughs> yeah, man. And like I said, the, the, the most important documents are the succession documents from the state. They openly tell you why the war is happening. Now, as far as Lincoln being this huge historical figure, like people got to understand, he openly said, if I could save the Union by freeing them, I would. If I could save the Union by not freeing them, I would. His major concern was keeping the Union together. That's his whole thing, protecting the whole nation, making sure it stayed one. But the southern states, their literature openly states why they were going to war. And remember, the northern states were the original docks and coasts, and had the shipping to bring in the slaves so they originally sold the Southern states, the slaves. And then they turned around when the the, the world kind of changed and started trying to press down on them because they had the manufacturing, the Southern states had the raw materials. And mm-hmm. here's another one for every Northern liberal who wants to act like they're better than Southern people. Always remember the Northern states didn't have the climate. And didn't have the land to have huge plantations, which yeah, is why they didn't have slavery to the same extent as the South. It wasn't mm-hmm. some kind of some kind of moral thing, like the North tries to portray.
1: Right, yes, right. I agree. Right. I got Billy Montana on the line, so I want to hear from him. Billy, uh, welcome to the show. What, what do you think about all this?
5: Well, to be honest with you, I don't want to piss anybody off, but that's okay. I'm going to. Hey, it's the war okay. All right. Well, you know, uh, personally. Uh, what happened in history is history. Is history important? I understand that. Uh, our children should understand about history, the Civil War, this and that, and everything else. All right. Who gives a flip and rip? What we got to be concerned about is not what happened in the past so much as what we're dealing with in our country today. What we need to deal with, I don't care about Robert, you know, Robert Lee and, and the plantations and and you know, you know, uh, what happened to the black people back then. It was a terrible thing. I understand that. It's a terrible thing. What I'm concerned about is what's happening to our country today. What's happening to we, the American people? What's happening to the black people in this country? What's happening to the white people in this country? What the U.S. government has been doing to you and me and everybody else and screwing us over and jacking our asses? I don't like it. All right, well, wait a minute. Now, the black folks, I'm not prejudiced whatsoever. I have a, a whole bunch of people that are black folks that are good friends of mine. You know, they work hard. They, they raise their whole, families, their and, and it, it, Man, it, it, burns, it me burns me up. up. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, let, I me, finish. I let it, me finish. It burns me up. It just really angers me that um, uh, we got to go back into the past, like a blast to the past. Okay, fine. But what about now in the future? What about the United States of America? What about what we're going through, uh, what, what our country's going through? Uh, we're trying to bring our nation back. We're trying to bring the American people back. And do we have uh, our problems with shootings in Chicago, this and that and everything else? Of course we do. Why is that happening? I don't know. Have we fixed anything? Nope. You know, has the U.S. government actually done anything to do anything worth a shit? to help the American people. They talk about it. They they you know, they get, you know, congressional hearings and senators you know, the senators get together and they go to the house and they vote on this, that that law, this okay. law, this and that. But people are getting killed, shot in the street. Okay. Okay, so now you no, know, you talk about the war room. All right. The war room. The America America that I know right now is part you no know, not a part of your show, but it is in a war room. It's we have shootings war. in the we, we, we've, got, we've got drug lords coming in from, you know, Mexico. We've got white people that are shooting black people. we got black people shooting white people. We've got people rat, robbing this, that, and everything else. But wait a minute. The bottom line is, the bottom line is, you and me, the American people, whether white, black, green, purple, it doesn't matter. Chinese, it doesn't matter. We live in America to raise our families, to build a better life, to make this country the greatest country in the world. But no, no, we got to sit around. we got to go back into time. we got to argue about something that doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. What matters is right now, your kids, my kids, everybody's kids. What are, is our future of our country? That's what's important.
1: My question well, is, I agree to with you on here. that, and,
3: and that's, that's why this whole thing, it, it, it's easier to remove a, a Confederate statue and say, oh, look, look what we've done, than to actually solve problems. Right. I, I agree with that. I, I agree. We need to deal with it. But this, we're going, removing a Confederate statue is not going to help anybody. Not
1: really. No.
4: Yeah, and but the it, olive branch, though, well, so I do, I do it, think we need to respect it.
1: Why has it not been this way for 133 years and all of a sudden in 2017 it becomes an issue? I don't understand that.
4: Well, well but the I, thing I, is- it actually, that those groups have been advocating for that since the 60s. Uh, you can actually pull up the groups online. They've been trying to get those down, trying to get the flags down. So, yeah, people have been involved in that. But, look history is important that's why we know 1776 (laughs) that's why we know declaration of independence because history tells you not only how you got to your present but gives you an ability to look towards the future so i don't think we should come to the idea that we should get rid of history i think that's a huge mistake but yeah we can discuss everything we can discuss the past the present and the future we don't have to make a choice and say oh we can only talk about this no some parts of our history are going to be dark and not good some parts of our history are going to be great and glorious uh, the trick is not to get caught up in patriotism and say we are only this. No, no, no. All Every right. nation is, no, is a patriotism.
5: May I say something? Okay. Yes, I, I'm going to say this. History is very important. I'm not disputing that. All right? May I digress? I'm not saying that history is not important. It is important for our young people to understand uh, our history, whether it uh, be the Confederate flag or uh, the Civil War or World War One, World War Two. Uh, uh, you know, The history of our country is very important to our young people, which they don't understand it because they're too busy on their iPods or their iPhones or texting or whatever, playing video games. My case in point is simply this. See, we have to learn from history, although we never do. We never do. We never learn from history. We know history. We have history. We know where we fucked everything up, but yet we continue to do the same don't over and over and over again. Now, you would think that we, you and things, would be able to figure out, well, uh, we shouldn't have done that. We did that. We've been there, did that, got that, did that, killed each other, did that. Well, that was wrong. But yeah, now here we are in 2017, and um, we're like, uh, you know, here we are doing the same stupid things over and over again. Now, wait a minute. I, you and I want America to be the greatest country in the world. For your family, my family, and for our nation, we want families. We want to build in this country. We want to drill for oil. We want to uh, get that coal. But yet the U.S. government won't let us do it. Although Donald Trump is wanting to do that, but yet wait a minute—you're talking about a witch hunt, okay? Well, yeah, let's think yeah. about let's think about the you know the, the the KKK going after the black people was terribly wrong. Well, in modern day history. Um, and I'll use the term, just as a figure of speech, the KKK. Who is that? I don't know who it is. It's a left-wing wacko Democrat and these left-wing wackos that can't stand it because Donald Trump is in office. All they're doing is thing all this trouble, you know, uh, trying to take this guy uh, take this guy down. Well, he had uh, contacts with the Russian government. We've got to have hearing, uh, the hearings on this. We've got to do this, that, and everything else. When they need to be able to uh, solve the American people's problems. By the way, I'll say this briefly. You know, Donald Trump is trying to solve, you know, get things done, which he has. But, no, he's spending all this money, uh, American people's money, you know, fighting, um, well, you know, ABC, CBS, NBC. They're always talking about, you know, the Russian thing, you know, Donald Trump, this and that and everything else. What the hell? I mean, God, son of a bitch. Are you kidding me? (laughs) I'm sorry. Go ahead. The Tell us how you Um, feel. The majority (laughs) of the American people voted for this guy. The majority of the American people of the voted for this guy, they didn't vote. Hillary Clinton, you know, the, you know, the Clinton Foundation, you know, it takes millions and millions and millions of dollars from, uh, from all the foreign sources, but yet they're focusing in on Donald Trump. They don't want him to do anything. They want to take his focus off America. They don't want America to be great. They don't give a damn about America being great. All they care about is they've lost their power. And and, and, That's exactly right.
1: Billy, we'll get to that in just a minute. Well, just so you know, Hillary has a
4: new foundation with John Podesta and all her other acolytes uh, right involved in the new foundation. So, just so y'all
1: know. Yeah, no, no. We're actually going to get to that in just a minute here. Rhonda, did you have anything (laughs) more to add into that? Because I got something to add. No, I
3: don't know. But I I agree with what he's saying. You know, they're out of power, and unfortunately, Mm -hmm. they have the media on their side.
0: Right. Well, can I I
4: add to that? Because there's a huge point we missed. Look at media ratings all across uh, before Trump. All of them were down because people were getting rid of cable, going to different news sources, and not really believing the mainstream media anymore. Donald Trump was the biggest boon this media has ever had, and they can't get off the drug. Any story they can find on Trump, that'll get clicks and views, so they're going to run with it. So they'll make a scandal out of two scoops of ice cream. That is what they do. They're horrible at their job. We shouldn't be surprised. But as far as the political class, they don't want somebody coming in from the private sector and doing a good job. So, yes, they're yep. going to put the pressure on that guy because at that point, what happens to the political class? You don't need him anymore. He's hiring the directly he's the Goldman and all these other people so you get rid of the middlemen. So what do they say? Okay, we're going to go after this guy. And since mm-hmm. he's a political neophyte, he's going to make mistakes. And every yep. time he makes a mistake, they're going to try to capitalize on it. That's the game mm-hmm. that's being played right now, folks.
1: Yeah.
4: Right. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's you know, exactly it. it. it.
1: Yeah, um, Can it's, you it's great. You know, it is open. Yeah, hold on, Billy. It is open topic Saturday, so you know what? I don't care what direction we go or where we go. Just remember, there we got a lot of folks on on the line here. So uh, I haven't heard from Zach yet. Zach, you got anything else to add to the Confederate thing? before
2: <laughs> You know, it's it's hard to talk because everyone's bringing up great points and everyone's yeah. everyone's on point. Everyone's on point. You know, yeah. you know, I myself, I'm a little bit of a conspiracy theorist. And I'm still hearing what I believe from these gentlemen who, you know, are very well-spoken and smart people. So, you know, I just, I'm just over here nodding my head. That's it. Right.
1: right. So uh, I, I think, I think Nas said something about the whole onward, uh, whatever the hell that new Hillary uh, campaign <laughs> slogan is. So do <laughs> you think she's trying what to make a fun? comeback for a third top ta- for a third try? <laughs>
4: Man, I I don't think the Democrats are even that stupid to where they would try to run her again. But she will set up a super PAC and have a huge amount of money to where she can uh, affect how the party moves forward going towards the future. So I think this is just another, you know, political uh, strong arm move. I think you'll see the Bush family do the same thing, because right now they don't have a candidate. The Bush family and the Clinton family, the so-called fake royals of America, they can't stand being on the outside. So they're trying to figure a way in
1: yeah you see Jeb's trying to get back into the media as well yeah well, you know yeah. I, I
5: gotta i gotta tell you guys uh uh this one gentleman that said uh, uh he's slightly a conspiracy uh uh out <laughs> uh, there um and you know if I may say it's Billy montana uh, here from uh talk america u s a i gotta tell you guys something you know uh, conspiracy. That's what, exactly what it is. But I do find it very interesting that since um, uh, Trump won the election and the majority of the American people, by storm, uh, said, we want Trump. Now, Trump is not your average. He's not a politician. Matter of fact, uh, what was it the other day? The guy he fired from the FBI, he called him a nutcase. All right. Now, this is Trump. Trump did. He doesn't hold back. He tweets. He he calls it like he uh, sees it. No other president I've ever seen in, in 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 my lifetime, and I'm 62 years of age. I've never seen anybody uh, do anything like that. Now, is that right or wrong? Actually, I think it's pretty cool. He calls it like he sees it. He says, "Well, it's a witch hunt." That's because everybody on you know outside, like this one gentleman said. uh These political, powerful, political figures that's always had power, always been able to be in control, now they're outside the box. They don't know what to do with it. Their underwear is in a bunch. They're going nuts. They're sitting crooked. They're walking sideways. They're probably sitting on the toilet crooked, probably taking a crap
1: crooked because they don't know what the hell they're
0: (laughs) doing. Ladies and gentlemen,
1: we got another another caller on the air. I want, on, I want to get him. Hold on, Billy. I want to get his, uh, his or her input here. I believe it might be uh, uh, Mike, our uh, – we call him the APR boss. Uh, hey, Mike, uh, welcome to the show. This is Big Sarge. How are you tonight? And, uh, hey, Sarge. Do you want to hey, add Big something Sarge. to the Can conversation? Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, sure, certainly. Yeah? Go ahead, Great. sir.
6: Great, yeah. Um, I just wanted to weigh in on, on, on taking down the Civil Rights – I mean, not Civil Rights, excuse me, Civil War statues and stuff. What concerns sure. – because you're a history person. Yeah, I'm afraid we're going to forget the history of it in the subsequent generations if we start taking away all these reminders, as hateful as that the slavery was, okay? Mm-hmm. And the proof I have to make this case, go to Germany today. They did such a PC job back in the 50s of expunging all Nazi evidence through their culture. They didn't want <laughs> any reminders of it that three generations later you got these young kids who think Adolf Hitler was cool because the Germans were so kick ass? It's like street cred. And there's a there's a resurgence of the Nazi movement out of ignorance of what it was yeah. because they took away all the reminders of what it was.
4: Yeah, yeah. Makes, uh, don't, don't you th- don't you think a statue glorifies though? How does a statue inform anybody?
6: I don't I don't think it glorifies because I'll bet you most people walked by that statue and didn't even know it was there. Mm-hmm. Right. Or yeah. What the about the people who state.
0: did?
6: Yeah. <laughs> well, the yeah, people that's... who did are at least aware of history. I mean, you know, we've got you know, there's all kinds of statues out there. It's just that that one's. You know, I'm not just. You know, it isn't about this one statue. Just be mm-hmm. careful what you expunge from the historical mm-hmm. record. Read the book 1984. Yeah, oh, but yeah. this
4: is but not expunging from a historical record. History. This is taking down a place of significance of something that is deplorable. I know that word has kind of been co-opted <laughs> by Hillary Clinton, but I'm taking it back. So I ain't letting her have that damn word. But I think we gotta no. understand the, the right. difference between somebody being respected. Like if you have a, a statue of uh, of Washington up somewhere, yeah, there's not an American out there who would who would disagree with that. Why? Because that person deserves relevance. That person deserves to be celebrated. Now you put Jefferson Davis up there, then you got a different conversation. Like what are, what act are we celebrating of his that put him on a statue?
6: We're not celebrating. Well, not we're not celebrating anymore. The people were 130 some odd years ago when they made those statues. They were trying to celebrate and hold on to the good old days and their past. But since right. then, I don't think anybody in the right mind walks by that statue and say, "Boy, I long for the good old days." You know, I don't think because anybody they don't does know that. what the good
3: old days were.
6: Yeah, right. uh, Robert E. Lee to this day was the highest highest scoring graduate from West Point, and no general senses beaten his college record. I mean, you know, and you have to also look at the Times, too. And I'm not saying slavery's right. Please, please don't misunderstand me. But in mm-hmm. the Times, you weren't an American back then. You were a Virginian. You were a Marylander. You were a Delawarean. You were a New Jerseyite. You were not an American. Your state was your country <clears throat> of birth. And he would have been perceived to be disloyal if he sided with someone else and you know the north and i'm from the north how dare we take such a self-righteous attitude we had friggin indentured servants all the way up until 1940 people who paid to be a slave under the guise that they were learning a trade and they had (laughs) a subsistence living they lived in your attic and you fed them i mean how's that much different than slavery other than the yeah, liberal well, yeah. slavery yeah. It, because uh, you're not
1: 1991 property <laughs> that uh, 1991 uh, doc said this in the uh, in the group chat in APR that uh, they New Jersey just finally took slavery off their books. And New Jersey yeah. was a northern yeah. state.
4: Yeah.
6: Yeah. 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 And, yep. and amazing. And slavery I'm not saying slavery as an institution was a fair thing or god it there was no morality in it whatsoever. It was it was more an economic system than it was a, a social system because, you know, it was free labor, basically, to, you know, in a time when... Well, well it was both, though. Available. It was
4: both because you, you had to tie the white poor into it in that you gave them a corn subsidy and told them they were better so that they would appreciate it. Because early on, they had problems with the slaves and the poor whites actually getting together. And yeah. that was the biggest issue the plantation owners had, that they saw that they had a lot in common. So they the had to change crap, it, and that's yeah. where you get the idea of racism coming into play. Racism is an invented yeah. thing. Always remember that.
6: Right. Oh, you know, racism, Oh, because uh, the, the, the concept of race is only something that appears in the literature in the last 150 to 200 years. Prior to that, uh, race is a political construct, because prior to that, when you read any literature, and I'm talking about from the 1600s and maybe up until the early 1800s, when they used the word race, they talked about an indigenous group of people, had nothing to do with color. They would like the missionaries who went out to the Pacific and stuff. They were a handsome race of people. They stood tall and straight, and that's how they used the word "race," meaning a, collect, a, a geographic grouping of people with similar genetic features It was never yeah, meant they, to be they, they ended
4: up using race to justify the things that they were doing, and then they came up with the concept of inferior races. And everything else. And that's the origin of racism. Before that ancient mm-hmm. world, you go to Rome, one of the most multicultural cities on yeah. the earth at the time, mm-hmm. like the idea in the ancient world of racism, people would laugh at you because they would never understand it because people in the Mediterranean, North African Europe were mixing throughout history and yeah, visiting wait. and learning different things from each other. So it's, it, you know, it's laughable when you think about it, you know, in a, in a logical way. Yeah, Not only what,
3: that in in the past, slavery had nothing to do with race you you right. either owed money or you lost your war
0: or whatever well, well, it was
6: but well, well, according to the uh, Spanish ship records and stuff of the day, um only two percent of the slaves brought to this hemisphere came into the thirteen colonies, uh, most of them went into South America and into the uh, the uh, the Caribbean. And uh, yeah. owned by England and Spain. And it's really ironic, too, because while the slaves were coming here one way, those ships weren't going back empty. And when they were empty, they were bringing Native Americans to Spain as slaves to work as houses.
4: Yeah. yeah, it's yes. deep, man. Brazil had the wait, most – uh, we, had, we had the highest casualties. We had a casualty rate of one in five survivors. So yeah. the four million right. that survived the trip here – uh, yeah. You're talking about that's the one in five that didn't die on the voyage, and we ain't including the smugglers, because the smugglers right. always made money. So. Right. What's, yeah. what's,
6: what's sad about it is race uh, – excuse me, slavery – not race, excuse me – slavery is really a failing of humanity. It really is, because there's been – I mean, you know, the Bible's full of slaves situations, mm-hmm. all the ancient Greek literature and everything, it was a spoil of war, it was somebody you didn't like, you enslaved them, you know, if you had the power to do that. So it's more a failing of the human condition than it has anything to do with, with uh, a, a genetic trait called dark skin, you know, or whatever, you know, which is just basically a genetic trait. And a genetic trait doesn't make somebody a, a, a member of a race. Again, it's a, it's a it's a modern political construct, because otherwise... You know, you go down the tree. There's Homo sapiens. That's all humans. There's no Homo sapien darkest skinnest (laughs) and whitest skinnest and stuff. There's no. You know, we're we're all the same. You know, it's just. And and, and uh, this is this is why tragedies have to be understood
4: because people think that only one group is capable of of certain mayhem and evil. And it's like, nah. Every group of people you can meet on Earth has calamities throughout their history that are genocidal and unjustifiable. Mm -hmm.
6: Every That's group right.
4: on this earth still living has done them. So I it's, it's not a thing that of that one been group been is been more been prone to.
6: Actually, I never yeah, believed exactly. that until I got on this call tonight. Now I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> and,
4: the last time, well, and the
2: last time. I mean, I it I is spoke, what it is, man. <laughs> and the last time I spoke on this show, I said, you know, it's not the problem is not the races themselves, it's the ideology of racism, racism itself. That's the problem. Right. It doesn't have really much do
4: with the people it's the idea of racism inferiority that's the problem itself yeah remember when the romans won they said we took you we won because we were stronger now you go to the after post 1600 world and they said well we took you and won because you're inferior and now we have to come up with different ways to protect this idea that you're inferior and we'll throw away our religion and you know halfway our christianity so justify what we're doing so we're just talking about people trying to make justification for their games, and that's where you get racism. Well, to, well
6: you're, you're close on that one. I think it was because uh, the Western world had printed books, and here, that was our logic. Uh, you know, we can print, and therefore you can't, so we're better than you because we have stuff written down that tells us that we're great.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that's the same concept. You're talking about justifying we what you were doing and exactly. brutality. Exactly. You see, the Mongols didn't have to do that. You know what I mean? <laughs> but when you talk about having a, you know, a Declaration of Independence or a Bill of Rights or the Magna Carta and all these different things, you're talking about human advancement from a long way uh, from the beginning, but still having this uh, idea of slavery as a real condition. You go to feudalism, which was horrible. Somebody brought up indenture servitude, which was horrible, but wasn't sustainable because the people could always run away. And, <laughs> and that's exactly what they did because they tried to extend contracts and beat them. And do everything else. Read the story of the Irish and the Italians. Yeah. And you are know you, so, when they first came over of, here.
6: Are you aware of the uh, court ruling? Um, uh, Anthony Johnson, who was a black man, had three indentured servants, and they yeah. ran away. Yeah, he was the first the one who had slaves in, in America,
3: leave. right? That, if I'm yeah, correct. Well,
6: no, not really. He wasn't the
4: first one to have slaves. He's the first one to take that to court, and people yeah. kind of. Oh, that's right. That, that, I stand corrected, Yeah. Yeah. yeah but, Jamestown is the first. Uh, was,
6: they made the First black guy, he story. had the slave, and they just added time onto the two white guys. I thought that was interesting.
4: <laughs> yeah.
6: I think,
1: Slavery I think it was, was for life, so and digital servitude you know.
4: was a contract. But that kind of yeah. displays the difference.
1: Yeah. You know, back to the back to the whole statue thing, you know, uh, I, I want to make a point about that. If we look all over the world, it's funny that Mike and I believe uh, um, it was either uh, Rondo or Naz had brought up the stuff about uh, Germany getting rid of all the Nazi stuff. Well, when you look at a lot of the history of those other countries, like I'll use, uh, I'll use Romania for, for an example. Um, actually, I just uh, was reading up on uh, some Romanian stuff uh, not too long ago. And, of course, uh, Vlad the Impaler, uh, Vlad Tepes, uh, came, mm-hmm. um, uh, was, was one of their big uh, uh, guys over there who, who did a, a lot of terrible things in that country. Had a uh-huh. castle, had a, had two or three castles, had cottages, you know, had a city the whole nine yards, and he tortured hundreds of thousands and killed hundreds of thousands of his own people. However, you don't see that country tearing down his, all his castles. They still have them up. They still use them as tourist attractions. It's a part of their history. So they've learned to to develop themselves, or so they they've learned as a country to move past that. And still remain intact Their historical um, Sites that they have uh, From back in the day So I don't understand why it has to be the same That America can't Move past this Why America can't move Why can't can't America uh, move past this And say hey You know what This was a part of our history So Why do we still have to tear all the stuff down? Now, I understand some of the stuff needs to be torn down. I completely get it. You know, there's some horrendous folks, but not everything. I don't believe the Robert E. Lee statue should have came down. Go ahead. Well,
6: start. I I don't
4: understand this this good people are trying to weigh out of Robert E. Lee. And then, why should a significant portion of the country be insulted? Like, I I don't understand why. why, why, why By the public dollar as well. Like, these are public. But Romania
3: Romania has a a homogenous population. And therein lies the difference, you know. Not to
4: mention, why else would you go to Romania? What other tourist attraction do they have? You could kind of see where they would hold on to it. I was think just using better. that
1: as an example because, uh, you know, if you look at if you look at other countries, even some of the bigger countries, they still maintain a lot of their historical stuff, even though it was bad to their country, you know, i.e. Germany. You know, um, yeah. we, uh, we did talk about Germany. I've been to Dachau. I've been to all the concentration camps that they have. They use them as tourist attractions. Uh-huh. So, I mean, it was an of history. Tool. Yeah. And, okay, uh,
4: so you so put up a slavery museum or a confederacy museum and you explain what happened, I think that's a good service. But to put up and a I statue think... to <laughs> gentrify just on, man, or, to, or to celebrate somebody, like, I I don't get it. Robert E. Lee was a horrible person, man. Like, I don't, I why, don't understand the distinction of understanding that Robert just because in he in was here, smart— makes it in your
1: opinion in your opinion i i want to know why hold on billy i'll give you a chance to talk just a second here and then we'll go to mike um i want to understand um from what you know of robert e lee what uh why was he a bad person because he decided to take uh a loyalty and in, in his state on the confederacy side is that what made him a bad person in your eyes Nas? well he
4: was a, he, he was a bad person because he was willing to spill blood over uh keeping humanity in bondage which is the worst crime to me uh the only crime similar to that would be what they hung people in Nuremberg for. And then the second part, the second part of that would be he was a traitor to his country. He declared war on his nation. Uh, find me another nation to where somebody started a civil war or declared civil war against the nation, and then they celebrate that person after their death. Okay, beaten.
1: well, let me ask you but a the question. civil war wasn't about slavery in the beginning. It was about wait, the secession of the state. Well, well Rondo, you say that, South, but the states the say different. The South
3: seceded from the, from the Union. History. Is
1: that correct? Yes, they did.
3: Okay, and then the North's response was what?
1: Say that again, Rondo. It Was
3: military, was it that? Right.
1: Yeah. Okay. So,
3: so, so it wasn't like he could he waged a war in the United States. The United South seceded. It was the military action of the North to bring them back in that mm-hmm. really caused the made it a war, didn't it?
1: Correct. Yes, that is correct.
3: Oh. So we didn't. So, so Robert E. Lee, you could say, you could say that um, he was just defending his state. I laughed because my father, my father wanted to put Lee in the middle of all our names.
1: My mother wouldn't let him.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, Billy. I know you've been chomping at the bit here. Go ahead. Tell yeah, but but can,
4: man, okay. Can I wait to have to Billy because I need to. Yeah, yeah Sorry, go Billy. ahead, not
1: after Billy. Yeah, no problem. Go ahead, Billy. Billy,
4: can I can I real quick, Billy, if you don't mind? Yeah, just real go quick. Go right when ahead. When we say they were defending their states, like, that's a huge difference between declaring war on the nation. Like, they are actively saying, look, we're going to protect this institution because this institution is basically our whole economy. We don't care yeah. what you say or how the world is changing. This is what we're doing, and we're willing to go to war over it. That's right. what firing shots at Fort something was about. Like, this idea that there's anything different, like I said, just Google right now, Articles of Succession. You'll find each state, and they'll declare why they're leaving the United States Mm -hmm. and joining the Confederacy, and this is basically an act of war, as in any nation, if you decide you're going to leave that nation because you got different ideals, well, you're going to find out you're going to see some guns coming towards you. That's reality.
0: All right, Billy.
4: um, Well,
3: I I could say that the Russian— that What used to be the former Soviet Union, they seceded from their union, and there was nothing like that until recently. Until no, until you that mean
4: happened. that union collapsed, and then they were able to be independent somewhat. And then and hell, Putin's trying to grab those back now. Yeah, I know. That's what <laughs> to I
3: said this up, until, day. up until recently. Yes,
4: I agree. So, I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't understand it, man. Robert E. Lee is a horrible person. Like, he's smart. Yes, he's one of the greatest military minds ever. Yes. What, why the Civil War was so so disastrous and murderous was because these people studied the same tactics at the same academy at West Point. Yes, that's so true. they knew each other very well, and they knew each other's tactics. That's why it was so hard and, and such an ugly war. European uh, uh, administrators were coming over to watch and learn some of the moves going on about modern warfare during that time. That's true. Think, man, Civil War is, is, is such a technological and ideology, uh, as far uh, ideology improvement of the world, as far as some of the things that were going on during yeah, that time. the time. yes. But hey, I don't think we celebrate. The, it, the tarp, right? yeah. Yes, the There have been lots the of the horrible great minds and strategists, man.
1: Yeah. All right. Let's. Uh, I'm going to uh, mute everybody here for a second. I'm going to let Billy get his point in, and then we'll go back to Mike. And then we got another caller on the other. I definitely would like to hear from. So go ahead, Billy. Briefly.
5: All right. Uh, you know. By the way, uh, uh, you guys need to understand all this crap about the things that happened into the past. I don't care. doesn't matter to me. History is important. I understand that. But that's history. What we're dealing with is here and now. Now, if you guys want to go take a blast to the past, that's cool. But it's not cool with me. I mean, yeah, blast to the path. That's something we uh, probably need to do. We can argue and talk about it until we're blue in the face. But it doesn't have a damn thing to do with what's happening to our country today. Matter of fact, you know, Obamacare. There we go. President Obama. This was the greatest thing to bring a black president into the United States of America. All right my opinion, the worst president of the United States that we've ever had. Not because he's black, because of what he stood for. Matter of fact, uh, we had uh, you talking about slavery, Americans, you black, me white, um, uh, Chinese, it doesn't matter. The American people, they screamed at the talk, they're lumped. We do not want Obamacare, which is well known as the Affordable Health Care Act. All right? They didn't want it. Nancy Pelosi says, well, we got to pass the bill to see what's in it. Well, first off, you stupid, you know, I'm talking about the government, you stupid motherfuckers. Yeah, you, you knew what you was up. in it. You wrote <laughs> the damn thing. Okay? So you can't... You pass- <laughs>
1: Thanks, Billy. I wanna get this next caller in here real quick, uh, four oh seven, then we'll go to Mike. Uh four oh seven, you're on here. Tell us who you are and uh, welcome to the show.
7: Hey, how are you guys doing tonight? Um good, good. this is Ed, the anti federalists from Florida. Uh, really the battle between the Federalists and the anti Federalists. The anti Federalist uh wanna eliminate decentralized government, the Federalists wanted to rule over everybody. And um, you know, That's rebelling, and the Civil War was about that, too. You know, it's like they could say it's about one thing or another thing, but basically it was about, hey, do we have the right to rule over our own little states, our own little communities, or is some centralized, globalized authority going to come down on us all? And uh, that's why we have the Bill of Rights, because the Anti-Federalists, the Anti-Federalists brought us the Bill of Rights. Federalists didn't even want to put the Bill of Rights there. So, you know, that's where it's at. Unalienable rights is American exceptionalism. We understand Mm -hmm. that, then
6: we get it down pat.
1: Right, right. Uh, Mike, you want to go ahead and uh, expand on that?
6: Um, Yeah. um, First of all, the term civil war is is another historically convenient term because it was not referred to as the civil war back then. It was called the war between the states. And because civil war... And, and, of course, we also had the other thing, too, and that was the South was leaving the Union. I mean, that's like right. you quitting the Elks Club, and the next thing you know, they got cannons in front of your house. They signed mm-hmm. the Articles of Confederation. They then did the Constitution, and it says in the preamble, to form a more perfect Union, meaning there was a Union in existence prior to that. And, and that which – and, and, uh, and um, Article 10 – That which is specifically not given to the federal government, it remains the the purview of the states. And that's what they were arguing about, saying, hold it, if we're sovereign, then how the heck can you be telling us what to do when you don't have the authority to tell us? So the South Mm -hmm. said, we're just going away. And the gentleman who brought up the point, yes, the North attacked the South. When they put up a blockade, that was an act of war under international law. You know, the South was dragged into an armed conflict. They were just ready to defend their borders and be happy with that. The North did start the war. And I always... And I am a northerner, and it did always piss me off in history that we took this holier-than-thou attitude when the north – the only reason the north got rid of its slaves was they weren't economically feasible, and indentured servitude was better because of manufacturing. So I uh, I forget which gentleman brought up about – we didn't have – our fields weren't as big to have plantations and all that. But I always thought that was crazy. As far as Romania, not tearing down the castle, Sarge um, – I think um, what's going to happen here in this country, as soon as uh, Trump is no longer president, the left is going to tear down the White House. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> come on, <man. laughs> come on, man. Be reasonable, <laughs> reasonable man. Be reasonable. And then Romania will then tear down their castles of Vlad the Impaler. Be reasonable. That's my reasonable. prediction. I could be wrong. Yeah,
4: but uh, again, again, no, again, we cannot sit but, here and act like uh, the succession and the the building of the Confederacy was not an act of war. Any nation on this earth that is an act of war. And what happened uh, happened because they wanted to keep slavery. You can read the article of secession from each state, each state, and they openly state in it why they are going to war, why they are creating a separate country. And also look at the correspondence with all American enemies at the time who would what? Support them because they wanted America to be divided and weaker. Britain and France were licking their chops at the idea of a divided America. So it's a huge mistake. It was a traitorous act. And the act was done to sustain slavery.
1: All right. I, I guess we could beat a dead horse all day long about that. Uh, I think there's a lot more than uh, at least what I've read from history um, for Civil War, or for the Civil War, uh, than, than it was about slavery. So, uh, Nas, I think it's you might have a little bit of feedback, man. So I don't know if you're around somewhere that has speakers or something. All right. Um, no, I'm
6: actually on mute. Sarge, can I oh, okay. suggest something here since we're all entrepreneurs too? That's why we do our own radio <laughs> shows and stuff. Why don't sure, we go ahead. start gathering up all these monuments they're taking down and open a place called Confederate Land and just charge people who want to go there and reminisce about the good old days, like a Disneyland for <laughs> confeder- you know, people who are redneck Confederates.
1: You know, that might not be a bad idea. You can make some money off of that and and laugh at the same time.
6: Exactly. (laughs) You know, we could have the Jefferson Davis hamburger and, you know, we could, we could, you know, I mean, just really be tacky about the whole thing.
4: Right, right. And The other Uh, other thing uh, is read what those plantation owners said about normal working class and poor whites during that day and see they ain't give a damn about them either, which is why they convinced them to sign up to be cannon fodder for war fought to protect their interests, their property and the extension of their property. Mm-hmm. Uh the the uh, most millionaires per capita in eighteen fifty were in Mississippi. Now you tell me where another time we'll we ever hear that damn stat. <laughs> Except frankly <translated.
6: laughs> not say well, t- t- where... went to Mississippi.
1: <laughs> I tell you what during the during that time frame though, um I think we lost Rondo. We gotta pick Rondo's gotta call back in. Uh during that time frame though, uh, I mean if you wanna if you wanna, you know, compare the the northern uh, blacks to the southern blacks, uh even though they were slaves, they still had it better. I mean I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying no, that's not the way to go, but they did. I all. mean it was it was no, a fact. That their that's life ridiculous. was their life was a lot better than than the guys up north because uh, most of the, most of the people that were up north, except for uh, those that were educated and actually had something um, established at the time, they were living a life of poverty. So, yeah, slavery is uh, A life, a life not, of pro- a life poverty and a life
4: of bondage
1: are, are hugely saying, different. Right. Now, I'm not yeah. saying. Now you're missing you're missing my point totally. You're missing my point totally on that. No, what I'm trying to say is. The uh, the northern uh, blacks had had a, had a really rough time trying to fit into their society up there, and a lot of them ended up either on the streets or ended up working for the same people. Um, in the long run, you know, afterwards. So I mean, it was it was an up and down thing as far as south and north is concerned.
4: I understand I, your point. I'm just saying the point is okay. Yeah, they were impoverished. Yeah, they had to deal with basically Jim Crow of the day in the north. Uh, but in the South, they were in bondage, meaning your life was owed to this person, meaning your children would be owned by that person. That person could beat the hell out of you if they wanted to. That person could sell your lover if they wanted to. They could sell your children if they wanted to. You had no uh, idea about your life or control. So, no, it's much, it was much worse. Slavery is much worse than poverty.
6: What I find yes. interesting is after I the agree Civil with War— that. It was the heyday for the black person in the United States. There was about a 40-year window where black people prospered, especially because they moved into the Southwest and all. And, um, And a lot of people don't know that part of history because the blacks were the slaves. They were doing the physical work. They were the ones who knew how to be a blacksmith, how to raise horses, how to, you know, farm, how to do this. And there was a time when they were finally left alone to do their own thing. They became very prosperous, and most of the legends of the great southwestern cowboy, most of the marshals, most of the cowboys were black men. Right. And they were the skilled laborers. West. yep, because they yep. were the ones doing all the manual work. They had the skill. And there's a notice today to these snowflakes in college. Learn a trade, you idiots. You'll be <laughs> freer than you will be if you go to college. <laughs> How have
4: we not yeah, the, and that. The, and the, the funny system. part is, unions popped up after that to kind of keep them out of the work. <laughs> uh, and the
6: clan, and the Klan, because uh, I guess there was a recession oh, yeah. in the late 1890s, and, after and poor reconstruction. white trash began to complain that the oh, yeah. black man had all the jobs, and then it all kind of fell apart. But there was a, well, I, a, I, a And, a, and really I don't like, even
4: sorry. think we could call that group poor white trash. Even regular working class white folk who just had a whole bunch of people pushed into the labor market that they had to compete with, who they hated. And we're taking the job. So in their mind, right. yeah, hell yeah, they were mad. Yeah, you could easily get people to sign up to be against that. But hey, this is uh, I post-Reconstruction.
6: My, I want to call my people poor white trash, don't you argue with oh, me. No, it ain't right.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it ain't right, man. It ain't right. That's who I get Boy, along right. most with, people they call poor white trash red, and red. That's who I get along with most because they work in class like <laughs> I'm working class. And that's kind of, you know, my family lineage. So.
6: I mean, I was raised in the ghetto and spent most of my life in the ghetto, and I loved it. Because to me, ghetto just meant a whole bunch of poor people living next door to each other. I didn't see it. I didn't add any stigma to it, you know?
4: Mm -hmm. Normal folks trying to get by. Pardon? (laughs) Normal folks trying to get by like anybody else. Yeah,
6: exactly. were my. You know, it's really funny. And, uh, of course, with me being blind, you know, skin color is kind of like a stupid thing for me to judge people by, you know?
1: Right. 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 Right, right, Well, that's a damn good point, Mike. You make a really good point there, that's for sure. <laughs> All right, uh ladies and gentlemen. I think we beat the whole uh Civil War thing into the ground here. It's eleven thirteen. Uh kinda got past the top of the hour here. I'm gonna mute everybody here in just a second so I can uh go ahead and plug uh, American Patriot Radio and what we do here. And uh, then uh, we'll open the floor to the next topic here. Uh, Again, I want to thank everybody. Please stay on the line. It's uh, great to see everybody contributing to the conversation. A lot of intelligent people out there, uh, at least a lot more than I thought existed. (laughs) But we won't go down that rabbit hole. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't already, uh, please visit American Patriot Radio. That's the uh, syndicate that we will be moving over here pretty soon. Um, We're going to be here on BTR for another month um you know i gotta i wanna say this, and um I think my audience tonight is a perfect example of this you know a lot of um, and i'm i'm predominantly conservative all right I'm, i call myself center right i do have some liberal views but uh those are far and few in between but most of my uh views are are center right or conservative now since we've uh, Jay and I have had to show up, and I have just uh, um, another another uh, person that was in the chat room that was a uh, diehard conservative had told me that the uh, that I that we let our show go to uh, the folks in the room, and they didn't like that. Well, you know, I'm here to tell you this is what the war room's about. We're about discussion. No matter if you're on the left or you're on the right, we're about getting the facts out. We're about talking with each other about it. Yeah, it's going to get heated. People get heated about it, but that's why they call it the war room. And I'm here to tell you, if you can't handle the war room, we don't need you. Get the hell out. So with that said, um, ladies and gentlemen, this is what we are about in the war room. We're about conversation. We're about bringing everybody together and discussing the hardcore facts, whether they be politically correct or not politically correct and a lot of people can't handle that and i feel sorry for those people because uh, those are the people that are part of the, the problem here in today's society
0: i just want to
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to reopen the floor. We're going to start with Billy this time. Um, we're going to try to get on my next subject here. Um, uh, you know what? Uh, it's it's great because I'm 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 listening to Doc in the chat room, in the APR chat room, and I wish uh, everybody – and NAS. I want you to make sure you do this because uh, I definitely want to have you. We're definitely going to have a call-in, a uh, new call-in number and everything once we make that move over to American Patriot Radio. So if you haven't added it to your – your favorite Chet add added it. it's uh Patriot radio.com. That's where we're going to be in about a month. So I'm, I'm sure you're going to hang out with us and you'll hear more, we hear more about it as time goes on. But boy, I'd love to love to carry you over. Um, uh, definitely, uh, to, uh, when we move over uh, permanently over there, cause we're going to be off of BTR. So those of you listening out there, we will be posting that on the war room, Facebook page. And, uh, you know, everywhere we can think of posting it, uh, once we make that, uh, make that move. All right. Uh, so uh, we're going to start with Billy Montana on this. <laughs> uh, the uh, Trump charges are uh, the charges filed by the Democrats this week for the Trump impeachment or so they would like to say uh, impeachment. Uh, so what do you think about that, Billy? You think he's going to get impeached? Do You think that they have enough. Uh, um, um, do you think they have enough uh, evidence to start an impeachment trial on him? Do you think they have enough evidence for an investigation? Uh, you think the investigation, if they do, uh, you know, get this whole uh, rigmarole started. They're gonna—they're gonna find anything. What's your thoughts on that, Billy?
5: Well, actually, uh, if I may say, thank you. Um, thank God we're off the Civil War thing. Um, if I may say, um, no, no, it's—it's it, a witch hunt. Uh, I agree with Trump. I think it's a witch hunt because the left wackos. Uh, They don't have – by the way, ABC, CBS, NBC, MSNBC, CNN, um, they keep putting out these stories. All right? They do. That's what they do. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, you know what news means when uh, I'm David Jansen reporting for the ABC Radio News in New York? you know what news means? It means gathering news, gathering information from north, east, west, and south, and giving it to the American people in an unbiased manner. They don't do that. No, they're bought off. They're bought off by the left-wing wackos, and they're just pushing this, pushing it, pushing it. It's the Russian thing. It's this and that and everything else. And uh, um, he should now, uh, they have the power to say that. Here on ABC, it uh, looks like uh, he could be impeached. It's called the power of thought. The American people might think, well, maybe we should have him impeached. You know, they don't have jack crap. They're pissed off. They're angry. They're, um, uh, like I always you know, say on uh, on my radio show, which I haven't done in probably a year, uh, Talk America USA, Um uh, they got their underwear in a bunch. They're walking down the halls of uh, of 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 of, uh, of you know Capitol Hill hmm. with their underwear in a bunch. They're sitting right. in there trying to make you know sitting crooked because their underwear is a bunch. And you know why their underwear is a bunch? where well, they <laughs> take a crap and they take a crooked crap. Um. It's because they're lying. it's because they're on a mission see they don't see people don't they don't understand they who are they all right who are they? It's called the american government the u s government they the political figures have had so much control over this country that by the way to, In the uh, earlier part of your show, Big Shards, i got to tell you something. Um, When they say slavery, oh, really? Um, This country's been in slavery for years now. Okay? Trump's wanting to break it. He's wanting to break that. Companies, they're taxed at 35%. He's wanting to drop it. Oh, the left-wing wackos... Um, or saying, oh, we can't do that. We can't do that. By the way, Hillary Clinton is she ever going to get busted and arrested for her servers in her uh, um, uh, what does uh, what what it, 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 it's a private closet and some mama pop? Can you believe this? <laughs> Sex- Who can, can believe
1: it. it? I mean, she's she's trying to make I a mean, comeback. Know, Billy, what, can you believe that? Onward, forward, the resistance, whatever she's whatever she's saying right now about the resistance. That's that's uh, something uh, that's definitely crazy. And I I don't like said earlier. She's irrelevant. I don't think that that she'll try to make a comeback. You know what, uh, Zach, you've been going to make a comeback. No,
5: no. Here's my case in point. Here's my case in point. Um, The FBI wanted to bust her ass, Uh, you know, during the elections, you know, You know, that didn't happen. Well, it did bust her ass, and she didn't get elected. Wait a minute. The American people are saying, what? Are you kidding me? The Secretary of State? And all this information came out on her, and Secretary of State put her on private servers in a bathroom, and a private mom-and-pop you know where, where was that? I don't know where it was at. But in my I mean case of and you know here's the the Secretary of State to protect our country to be uh, uh, upwards and forward, and she had private emails, and then she says, "I don't recall." Really? I don't recall. I don't recall. And by the way, you folks, you got to understand one thing. You and I experienced something that was horrific, terrible, to you and me, the American people, in what's called the Affordable Health Care Act, well-known as Obamacare. Now, you and me, the American people, we voted. We said no. They did it anyway. Nancy Pelosi said, well, we're going to pass the bill anyway to see what's in it. Well, first off, the stupid sons of bitches knew what was in it because somebody wrote the damn thing. By the way, in Arizona, you know, the the, health care went up, you know, by, you know, up to 125 percent, something like that. Don't hold me to that figure. My case
1: in point is it didn't work.
0: First right off, right now, they,
1: I I definitely agree with you, Billy. It sure to hell didn't work, and you know what we're gonna talk about Trump care in just a minute here, so keep that thought uh zach uh what do you what do you think about the whole impeachment thing here before we get too far off topic
2: okay, um, you know i think uh I think Billy is right when he says it's a witch hunt, uh, well, Trump said that as well, you know. This establishment is just Ranting and raving and Freaking out because they Know that eventually once Trump Takes the gloves off And he starts to throw punches back at These people there's going to be Indictments there's going to be uh, Stripping of uh, uh, Ownerships Of you know whatever type of company they may Have because you know you look at Certain politicians who are you know In the news every day saying, mm-hmm. well Trump's doing this wrong, Trump's doing that wrong. Well you do a little digging and you find out, oh, their family owns this company, which owns these fifty companies. You know, there's 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 stuff like that littered all across the establishment. And Trump is a threat to them. So it's not it's not, it has nothing to do with this Russia stuff. That is a cover story. And right. they're just they're going they're going on the attack. Trump is a threat to them, so they're going on the attack. And uh, I don't think it's going to succeed.
1: Right, right. I, I happen to agree with you on that. What do you think, Mike?
6: Well, if you've never read Saul Alinsky's Rules for Radicals, this is all like, wow, blowing you away. If you read mm-hmm. the book, every day it's another chapter out of the book. It's another page and a half, actually. And one of the strategies is to overwhelm the system using the rules of the system. So they've got an investigation going here in Congress, got an investigation over there, this, 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 and this. They've got all the mechanism of government busy working on this nonsense so that Trump doesn't get any legislation passed because everybody's tied up. You know, at some point, 100 senators is only 100 senators, 435 mm-hmm. congresspeople, only 435 congresspeople, and they get tied up. And when they get tied up, there's not – you know this is where he, this is where Trump is going to have trouble getting his legislation through as far as the impeachment goes won't happen um according to the uh rules governing impeachment uh It's a simple uh majority'll we'll carry it in the House, but in the Senate it's a two third vote You're not going to get uh seventeen or eighteen uh Republicans to turn and vote with the Democrats you're just not it's
1: just not gonna yeah. happen. Yeah, definitely. Like you, like you just said, Mike. I mean, his party's going to have to oust him because it got to go through the House first. So his party exactly. is, uh, you know, it's Republican-dominated. So I, I don't, I'm with you on that. I don't believe at all that that uh, they're going to go ahead and say, you know what, let's impeach him. I don't think there's enough evidence, regardless.
6: No, and and I I, I just damn I hadn't thought about that. He's just holding his punches back and waiting. But I, you know, it's, you know, he still has about uh, over two thousand more appointments to make uh, for various government jobs. The leaks bothered me tremendously in this whole thing. But you know, mm-hmm. he's a smart man. You don't get to be worth ten billion dollars um, if you're stupid. When you look at the forty years that he built his empire, twenty-two of those years were recession years. And mm-hmm. yes, I know, I know. His dad gave him a million dollars. Okay. Well that would be like a hundred bucks turned into a million, to turn a million into ten billion if you just track out the zeros properly. Uh how many of us have had a hundred bucks and how many of us got a spare million sitting in the bank tonight? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's, there's, yeah. You know, how many of us wish is, we had a spare million? <laughs> yeah. I've read Trump's book, The Art of the Deal. I've read a number of books. I also read President Obama's books. I you know, there's I, I when I say read it, I it these are audio books, you know? through mm-hmm. the Library of Congress. But, I, but you know, everybody was making a big deal about Saul Alinsky's Rules for Radicals. It's really eye-opening. You should read it if you haven't read it, and you'll just see, holy smokes. And Alinsky wrote the book, what, in 56, 54? Page yeah. by page, they're following the play right out of the book. The Dems are. so
1: Yeah, it cer- certainly is. So, uh, Florida, what do you think? I
6: think it's uh, going to
7: be led by the District of Corruption. Even though he's trying to drain the swamp, I think the swamp's going to sink him. And, um, you know, the money powers um, are very well in place with Saudi Arabia. And Mm -hmm. Saudi Arabia is where he's at right now. And I think that um, they're going to seal the deal, and he's going to be part of the District of Corruption.
1: Oh, so you think Trump's going to become a part of the establishment? He's not going to be uh, anti-establishment like he had portrayed himself when he was going through his campaign?
7: Exactly. He's turning right. the corner. That's why he's in uh, Saudi Arabia. Those princes
1: have a good way of
7: communicating extra wealth. So he,
1: right. he right.
7: Uh, plays part of the district of corruption.
1: Right, right. What do you think, Nas?
4: Uh, well, I know this is going to be unpopular, and, and to the person who earlier said I was talking too much, yes, of course I was, because y'all was talking about the Confederacy, so of course a big mouth person no. like me is going to talk a lot. But, You're never uh, talking caller, too much, Josh.
1: don't listen to him.
4: <laughs> y'all know me, man. But uh, the last caller hit it on the head. We're talking about him being kind of ingrained within that establishment uh, politics. Uh, this is typically just a threat, because they're not actually going to get the votes, as the gentleman said before, to impeach him. Okay. So you put the pressure on them. Uh, you start to really see the collusion. And let's be honest about it. When he brought in Steve Muskin from, you know, Goldman Sachs, when he brings right. on uh, your man from uh, Exxon, you know, as secretary, as <laughs> uh, you, you realize that not only is he becoming a part of the establishment, but he thinks in the same way that they do in the terms of big corporations, big government should rule. The rest of us should shut the hell up and take what they give us. So I, I think those are the mistakes people are making where they're making Trump into the figure they want him to be. Sort of like uh, Obama, where black people were making Obama into the guy they wanted him to be uh, when actually they weren't getting the legislation or the promises he made on the campaign trail. And we're seeing Trump back away from all these promises he made when he was running. Why? Because it's difficult as hell when you get in that den of thieves full of obligation and, you know, kickbacks and partnerships to come in there and say, well, we're going to do things different now. Well, that ain't so easy, man, for any one man to do. And I think the American people have to come to that realization. We're not going to solve these problems by electing one person. We have to change everything from the local to the state, then to the federal, in order to have people we can hold accountable and change how this system runs. If you all look up right now, the counting figure is $13 that we have paid in taxpayer money to the bankers for that last bailout when they crashed the economy. Now, how does that come from public funds, private losses? Interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. It does change has to start at the local level and then uh, get to the federal level. I definitely agree with that. Cause uh, you know, you see constantly that we keep uh, you know, re and I say this uh, very loosely re re voting in um, these, uh, uh, what I, I like to call career politicians and uh, it's both sides. It's not just the left. It's definitely the right has their own uh, um, uh, career politicians as well. And uh, it's the same people that we keep voting and revoting back in office over and over and over again uh, that aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing. And that's uh, representing their constituents. That's uh, definitely something that, uh, you know, I, 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 I really believe. So I'm going to throw this out there on the floor and then um, uh, let uh, you guys talk about this amongst yourselves, and then I'm going to put my input in it. So do you think firing Comey was the right move?
4: No. I mean, if he was going to do it, he should have done it as soon as he got in office. Uh, to do it at this time gave them more, more ammunition for the Russia stead nonsense to the cows come home now because they they can always say, look, he did this. He, he made it. He made it to the guy who was investigating him. This seems shady. Well, in reality, he should have came in and got rid of Comey. But the danger in all of this is, When you fire an FBI guy like that publicly, does this get the FBI people uh, going forward to think more like Hoover and try to get a dossier on everybody and blackmail people to keep their job?
1: Mm, That's an interesting point. What do you think, Mike?
6: I think he should have fired him uh, the time, and not because of everything prior. The the public scene uh, testifying the previous Wednesday was an absolute disgrace.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, he talked
6: more around in circles than a guy selling you aluminum siding i mean it was terrible and uh and um uh, no he should have got rid of him because the, i mean it was it was almost incoherent uh a, a, a lot like the you know a lot like uh some of the callers you hear on talk radio these days, you know I mean the guy was just he was just he made no sense and 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 he talked about well, I was appalled, and I was this, and I was that no you 're the f b i you're not supposed to have any personal opinions, and he was just showed what a loose cannon he was uh I do agree that uh, you got to be careful whose enemies you make, but I'm kind of nostalgic, I think I proved that tonight. Um, I long for the days of the good old FBI. Like, we didn't know anything bad about the FBI until after J. Edgar Hoover died, and what did we find out? That on weekends he was a cross-dresser. Like, who cares? You know? <laughs> <laughs> so I longed for those days. Again, life was simple then. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it certainly was. Uh, Zach, you care to weigh in?
2: Yeah, I agree with both of them. I, I agree, especially with Nas saying that uh, strategically he shouldn't – he should have done it right away um, because strategically, that gives uh, his enemies uh, intense firepower. And I, I just want to add, if you, I've seen some clips put together by uh, some people. It shows the Democrats as Trump was elected. Democrats hated Comey. They
6: they mm-hmm. bashed
2: him in the media, saying, you know, he's horrible. He ruined the election. Now Trump fires him, and they're all like. You know, I remember John McCain. one of the finest men I know.
1: It just it was
2: it was such a flip flop. It was just it was comedic.
1: You know, I I was saying last week on uh, one of my uh, my Sarge says podcast that uh, you know what Trump should really do if he wants to really mess up the uh, the Democrat side. He should rehire Comey to see if they switch stances <laughs> yet again.
4: <laughs> they
1: would.
2: It's they possible. Would. It's Very possible. <laughs> Yeah, I we'll think see he, he should. That
6: least, not. I think he should nominate Comey to a Supreme Court position. The next one <laughs> that comes up. You can't bring him back to the same job. That's tacky, you know. Or give him some other job, you know.
1: Yeah, make him head of CIA. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
6: Hey, if these um, Secret Service agents keep having sex on the job, I think they should bring uh, Hugh Hefner in as the head of the Secret Service.
1: <laughs> hey, yeah, you got a point there, Mike. That's for sure.
6: <laughs> give all Hef a job. <laughs>
1: Wow. Wow. So I I guess we all kind of uh, certainly agree that um, that he should have should have fired Comey from the start. You know, I'm I'm kind of on the fence with it. Um, I I think it would have created controversy uh, regardless because um, it's Trump. So if he fired him in the beginning, the Democrats would have said something. If he waited till a year from now or a month from now or if he he fired him when he fired him, I you know, it's still the Democrats or um, it's Trump. The only thing that they care about is trying to, uh, uh, you know, question his every move uh, that's in office. And you know what? Um, his Twitter rants. Gosh, it just, you know, when you start to like the guy, and you know, he starts to make progress, or at least I thought he starts to make progress. He gets on that damn Twitter and just totally ruins it. Yeah. I just, yep. I, I don't. I don't know, uh, Mike.
4: You got yeah, anything to I, say dude, about his Twitter I don't rant? Get it. it if- If he would just sit, oh, sorry.
1: No, no, go ahead, Nas, go ahead.
4: I I was just going to say, if he would just sit back and be calm, his approval rating would go up from 39 to probably 50. If he just stopped the the, self inflicted gunshot wounds to the foot. But (laughs) he has to get on Twitter, he has to answer every critic, and, you know, he kind of makes that mistake. But if he would just relax a little bit, his approval ratings would shoot
6: right up. But
4: he gives people uh, ammunition every day. This
6: reminds me of a girl I knew in college. She was the absolute greatest sex I ever had. But God she had the worst (laughs) breath in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) So it was a toss up. Did you want the morning girl or the midnight girl?
1: That's for sure. Uh, I couldn't have put it any better myself. Oh God, that's good. We're getting some laughs tonight as well. That's a that's a pretty damn good analogy, Mike.
6: <laughs> <laughs> it, that that image will stick in your head a while I'll bet.
1: <laughs> Boy, you know, I, I I see what I see what Das is saying. I see what everybody is thinking is thinking about it. You know, Twitter can be used as a as a positive tool, but you know, when the guy gets on there, it's just it's it's totally. Uh, you know, I had I had tweeted him. Um, on the war room account and and said one day, look, Prez, uh, you know, we all love you, but stay the hell off of Twitter. Get that back to doing your job. (laughs) You know? Can you (laughs) imagine if Trump,
2: uh, real quick, can you imagine if Trump was as smooth as like a a 30-year politician and he still carried his views, how effective
6: he would be?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I have no doubt about that.
6: Yeah. Yeah. We would have trusted him, though. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, (laughs) because his platform would have definitely been different. That's for sure.
6: That's true. Mike Pence is really smooth. Like, I watched him do the commencement exercise, and I like Mike Pence. He's okay, but he's so politician. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Right.
1: Yeah.
4: Uh, Well, impeachment scares me because I think Pence could get more of that stuff done because he has a lot of relationships and he knows about the glad handing that needs to be done. So, I hate to say that, but. I'm no, you're actually, in
1: there. you're <laughs> actually right, Dawson. I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to make that point. Totally forgot, and I had to backtrack. And, and you brought it up. You know what? I don't understand what the left is thinking by trying to impeach him because they think they got somebody um, that's bad in there right now. If he gets impeached, Pence takes over, and we all know Pence is far right. Yeah. Right. See, that's
6: why right. if I ran for president. I would pick somebody who would, like, absolutely horrendous for my vice president just so that (laughs) impeachment would be just out of the question. Insurance. Yeah, like, pick somebody like Sean Penn on crack,
1: you know? (laughs) (laughs) Well, when McCain and Palin ran, I just kind of was scratching my head on that one. (laughs) I don't know what the hell the, the Republican Party was thinking during that whole thing. Yeah. No comment. No. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, Doc makes a good point. You know, he's absolutely right on this, and I don't know why I didn't say this uh, earlier because I, I knew this. But uh, impeachment doesn't not necessarily mean removal of office. I mean, look at Bill Clinton. Right. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah. So you know, got to keep that in mind for all the listeners out there. Just because they thought impeachment doesn't necessarily mean that he will be removed from office and Pence will take over. Right. You know, and he, but all in all in all, you know, you still got you still got to think if you're a, if you're a lefty, you know, crap, if we do try to get him out of office here, you know, get him out. You know, we got to deal with Pence next.
6: Yeah. And and, and of course, if he is impeached, that doesn't mean Melania can't run in 20 years. Look at Hillary.
1: <laughs> <laughs> third, third time's a charm, right? What do you guys yeah, think exactly. about her whole what do you think her whole aim is with the a whole onward forward? Um, whatever the hell it is, uh, um, direction she's going now. She's trying to be a part of this uh, leftist revolution, or she calls it a revolution, I think, or or resistance. Is I think I think that's what it, what it's called. Uh, we got Billy back on the line, so we'll start with Billy this time, and then I'll I'll go to Mike. So Billy, what do you think about Hillary Clinton's? Uh, we only got 20 minutes left, so I need you to keep it brief, because I'm going to clo- start closing down the uh, it's closing down shop here in about not- 10 minutes.
5: I'm not going to talk long. I I got to get up and fly to California to do voices. All right. Look, oh, okay, good. Hillary is um she's an idiot. Um, <laughs> thank God she didn't get elected. Um she had um I mean our uh, uh, you know you know what? Secretary of state she put her eight, you know super you know servers into a private bathroom? Are you kidding me? And yet she says I don't recall. And yet the Clinton Foundation is the most corrupted uh foundation in the United States of America, not to mention uh with Bush. But you no know, Clinton. All right, there we go. The American people got fed up, they got pissed off, they said, "You know, fuck you. To hell with you. We don't want you." Any more, you know, and and of so the, the the American people said, you know, we're not going to do it, and uh, that's what they did. She got pissed off. Now she's probably sitting someplace in New York City or someplace in her little palace, and you know, um, doing crossword puzzles or something. I don't know, but <laughs> you know, is she going to try to come back at us? Uh, We, the American people, and see what I say, they come back at us. See, the Democrats lost it. They lost everything. And now they're pissed. Mm -hmm. By the way, uh, uh, if I may say on your show, I was a broadcaster for 18 years for ABC, CBS, NBC. Do you people know that they would black out the company. Well, you can't say this. You can't say that. This is what you need to say. Wait a minute. News is giving journalists, are giving news and information from northeast, west, and south to the masses around the country in a responsible manner. Wait a minute, let me say something, ABC, CBS, NBC, NBC all these guys, um, they don't do that. So I dropped out of I dropped out of it. I said, you know, fine, screw that. I do voiceovers. It's the greatest sale like you've never seen before. All right, you know, the Democrats are now selling your country out. Uh, well, we've been experiencing that. Um, for years,
0: mm-hmm.
5: you know, it it, it, it it drives me nuts. It it does. Um, what we're doing is right. Trump is he a, a loose cannon? I don't want to use that term. I really don't. Um, <laughs> well, it's like a movie. We're living life. Um, we the American people voted for Donald Trump. Trump doesn't fuck around. You know, he called uh, the FBI guy he just fired a nut job. He tweets, "Okay, let's get used to it." At least he's honest and straightforward. Okay? At least he's, you know, bring our country, trying to bring our country back. After all, uh, uh, earlier in your show, Big Sarge, uh, the thing about slavery, all right, the American people were slaves, whether black, white, whatever color we are, uh, a slave oh, to purple. the Democrats. And uh, the, we were a slave. No, you know, taxes on outcast- that And we can't do this, we can't build that, we can't do anything, we can't drill for oil, we can't do anything. Um, We can't do anything. Why is it we can't do that? Now Trump wants to do that. Why? That's why I voted for him. Because we do have the resources, we do have the oil, we do have the coal. and whatever resources we have, and as far as the immigration thing, all right, uh, the, the illegals coming in, I don't have a problem with that. You go to any other country in the world, they'll bust your ass if you cross their country, you know their you know their borders or whatever. And do they lock it down? They do. So what's the matter with America? I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with building the wall or doing whatever they need to do and technology to keep the illegals coming out, you know, coming into our country. I don't have a problem with that. We have to protect our country. And by the way, the people in the military, the people in all branches of the military, I take my hat off of them. Because they get out there and they bust their goddamn ass off to protect our country, but yet the past administrations has not supported our military, the people the men and women to protect our country to give us to keep our freedom, and these people die and these so anyway.
1: Well, thank you, Billy. I appreciate your input on that. You're absolutely right on that. So, um, uh, we got about 10 minutes left in the show. So, I want to go uh, tackle this last question here for five minutes, and then I'm um, going to go ahead and close the show out. So, Nas, you yeah, think she's hey, trying hey, to make Bart. a comeback? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Mike.
6: I was just going to make a quick comment on the on Clintons sure. and Hillary. Yeah, this first ahead. part of the comment is in honor of Billy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just when you thought it was safe to watch the evening news again. Hillary, 3.0, coming soon to a theater near you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she is just a reset of a reset of a bad – if she were software – I mean, they bitch at Microsoft all the time because there's glitches. Hillary is like the worst piece of software ever written. If, if historically, <laughs> from about the late 80s when he was the governor of uh, Arkansas, back now 30 years. There isn't a six-month block of time, if you go back into the archives, and Billy as a news person would know this, that the hint, Clintons weren't in the news for some kind of damn scandal.
0: There oh, isn't yeah, for Six sure.
6: months, c- continuous, of no Clinton scandal going in the news over 30 years now. They, it's wow. time they just go away. Any other normal yep. person – this is what – leads me to believe she's mentally incompetent any normal person would be so embarrassed they would just go away
1: (laughs) yeah no you're definitely right on that i could agree with you more on that mike for sure so so nas uh real quick here and then i got to close the the show down here i'm going to get zach's opinion yours and then uh, i'm going to go into closing um should she just go away or or what
4: Uh, Well, I mean, politically, she has to, so she really has no choice as far as her as a candidate. Remember, she got beat by the black guy and the guy with no political experience. That tells you what (laughs) she is as a politician. Her lack of charisma and her inability to connect with people were obvious. Now, the other point is when she starts up a group like this, that means the hedge funds, uh, the big billionaire class on the left will be, you know, kind of put together to what? Pick candidates, fund who they want to fund and not fund the people who, y'all, like, for some reason people keep saying the Dems are Marxists and leftists. Man, are you cra- Man, let Bernie Sanders or the next Bernie Sanders try to run and watch the Clinton and other billionaire class on the left put money in our opposing candidate. Because they are sure as far from socialists as anybody you can think of. They are Wall Street, big bank, uh, hedge fund folks. That's who they are. They're always about money and power. They could give a damn about the working class and the poor. So Hillary is, is figuring out a new way to be involved in politics without running herself.
1: Right, right, definitely. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. And like uh, Doc said in the chat room, uh, she definitely needs to find a new cash cow to survive. And uh, that's, uh, you know, I think that she's trying to, and to expand on what you were just saying, Nas. I think she's trying to get herself back into the scene so she can find that next great person to either latch on to or promote against, uh, like you said, the socialist or the uh, or the Republican that's running against uh, the Democratic Party. So, uh, Zach, should she go away or do okay. you love her?
0: um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh,
1: You know,
2: I'll, I'll say this: a uh, uh, quick skit from uh, Bill Burr. He said, uh, you know, he's talking about Trump and Hillary, and he goes, you know, you got this guy; he's kind of a jerk. You can vote for him, or you vote for the devil? You <laughs> know, he said that, and it just it killed, right? <laughs> and, um, you know, and she she's, a, she's just so dark. You know, I agree when Trump said, he goes, I really think you have a lot of hatred in your heart. And she gave this, like, oh, my God, I can't believe you said that. But, you know, inside, she's just like, eh, you know, so what? So right. it, 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 she, she needs to go away. She will not go away. She is part of the club she's part of the establishment she's going to be in our ear until she dies.
1: You, so you think she's going to be around for quite a long time.
2: I do. I you know, especially with Chelsea being trying to get more active, Hillary's just going to be in the background and when I say she's part of the club, I mean the club meaning uh, the mainstream media as well and they're just mm-hmm. going to parrot off each other until she just can't talk anymore.
1: Right, right. Yeah, no, I happen to agree with you. And I'm going to end this out here with Florida. Then we'll go ahead and start closing the show out. So, Florida, give us a quick uh, rundown. Are you a Hillary supporter? Do you think she should stick around? Uh, you know, what's your thoughts on that?
7: Uh, the hell, the beast. Uh, yeah, <laughs> she, she, the beast is going to be around for a long time. And she's not going away. You know, she's just gonna until she dies, she's going to be there. And, um, you know, it's like, it's a reflection of the Democratic Party, how messed up they are. I mean, Obama's the one that appointed her secretary of state, so that shows that Obama was a big sellout, and now we've got to do what they call the beast. And they're both in the same pattern. They're the pattern of, uh, we want to rule your freaking lies, but we're not going to take it anymore, and we're going to stand up to
4: these idiots.
1: Right, right. Yeah, you couldn't have hit the nail on the head even further. My personal opinion on Hillary Clinton, like I stated in my one, uh, Sarge says, uh, rant is, uh, you just need to go away. We, you're not relevant. Nobody thinks you're relevant. And uh, uh, you're not going to become relevant anytime soon, except for in your own mind. You're not even relevant relevant in your husband's mind at this point. So, uh you know we could talk forever about the uh, I, I like to call her hitlery so we we could talk forever about her her and nazi pelosi so <laughs> we could we could go on for days but you know what um ladies and gentlemen i want to thank everybody for listening in tonight i want to thank doc for running the chat room over there on american patriot radio and uh don't forget ladies and gentlemen if you haven't moved over there yet please uh go ahead and go over to uh, AmericanPatriotRadio.com and um Uh, uh, get registered on the chat room. The chat room stuff's not not quite up yet, so so, uh, it should be up this week. Uh, um, Real quick, Mike, uh, do you you guys have an ETA on when uh, that'll be up so I can start pushing folks over there?
6: Um, Well, it's actually functioning right now. Uh, The maintenance page, uh, you can listen live over there, and you can enter the chat from over there. So those two functions are working. The rest is just basically cosmetic and archives and stuff, but it will be up this week. We're working toward that goal.
1: All right, good, good. Yeah, I don't see anywhere where you can register on Chat Tango right now, so that's why I was uh, oh, I referring you to that. Oh,
6: I thought you, if you clicked on it, you could register. Okay.
1: Yeah. No. Huh.
6: Uh-uh. Well, shows you that what was, I know. Uh, I only, I only own the station. What do I know?
1: <laughs> All right, Doc says yes you can on the bottom left, but uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll we uh, we'll cross that bridge when it comes. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate the update. You're welcome. All right. Uh, Like I said, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't moved over there within the next uh, couple of weeks to a month, I got uh, three more weeks on my BTR account here. And it looks like uh, after that, I'm going to be full bore over there with American Patriot Radio. Um, They do stream uh, live uh, over there, just like here. They do have a call-in number where you can call in. And uh, it will be in high definition, which is a great thing. So the the quality, the airtime quality will be uh, a thousand times better than what we get here on APR. It'll just be like BTR, but we'll be uh, on our own little network of this. So I would appreciate everybody starts moving over there right now and uh, get registered on that tr- on that chat room. All right, I uh, all of, at, during every show I like to put together what I like to call a uh, a final thought. Uh, usually Jay and I run uh, both final thoughts, but since Jay's not here tonight, I'm going to just run my final thought. And this this kind of this kind of uh, um, um, carries into what we were talking about earlier in the show about uh, uh, racism and slavery and and being united and all that. So I took a little bit of time and wrote this down today. I'm going to read it out to you guys, and uh, then I'm going to close the show out. America is united, President George W. Bush proclaimed a decade ago after the horror that terrorists wrought during 9-11. And it felt that way. Not Republicans, not Democrats, just Americans clinging to one another as we coped with the attacks on our freedom, on our security, and on our way of life. We mourned together, we raged together, we resolved together. But it wasn't long before the perception of the United America gave way to the reality of division. Political polarization became the norm, and partisanship, gridlock, and a loss of faith in the institutions returned in force. Americans come together spontaneously or perhaps instinctively at times of tragedy and trauma. We always seem to be on the same page when it comes to our core principles. We want America to be free. We want America to be secure. When those tenets are violated, watch out. The greatest generation knew the power of joining hands to preserve freedom. What is happening in America now is fighting among the ranks in government. This dangerous discord is our worst enemy. Until we join hands across the aisle, our country is weakened. We are playing right into the hands of those who wish our country harm. Our strength is our unity, as it was in past generations that saw conflict. So I say to America, start doing the right thing and unite us and unite together instead of dividing. Thank you all for joining us tonight. And don't forget, coming up next week, we have our first Monday night show. It's I do a Monday night local politics show that starts at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's for Pennsylvania area. Um, You're more than welcome to listen in and even contribute to the conversation and call in. I will have a guest. Um, Anthony Harrow, who ran for uh, mayor here in the Harrisburg area, he will be our first guest um, on our on our Monday local politics show. We have our conspiracy theory Wednesday show at two p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and of course our open topic Saturday night shows here on the War Room. So God bless you, God bless America, and everyone have a good night.
0: God.